0: Welcome to episode two of Lifetime at Work, the podcast about work. We spend so much of our lives at work. How do we make it count? If you're considering a career change, curious about other jobs, or have a dream of working for yourself and owning your own business one day, any kind of business, this is the podcast for you. My name is Greg Martin, and I'm an entrepreneur, business strategy guru, mergers and acquisitions expert, teacher, and I live in the suburbs of Toronto. Every week, I talk to guests from the business world about the happiness and meaning they get from their jobs. The goal is to help you build more meaning, more purpose, and more fulfillment into your work. You have goals. I have goals. My guests have goals. So let's cue the intro music and talk about goals. If you're a fan of this podcast, head over to lifetimeatwork.com. There you'll be able to keep up with all the episodes, subscribe to our email list, as well as read some articles that I've written about our guests. I guess today is Nalesh Gonzalez, and what you'll hear in talking through this conversation is is us reference our investment banking days. That's where I started my career. Coming out of, uh, I did a business undergrad at Wilfrid Laurier University, and then coming out of there, I, I thought I'd wanted to do accounting, and I sort of discovered the world of finance and, and decided that that made a lot more sense for for who I was and what I wanted to do, and so. I ended up getting a job at a company called Genuity and investment banking for anyone who's not overly familiar. I mean, basically we, we buy and sell companies. I was in the mergers and acquisitions group and you hear a lot about that and that's what we do. We really help big corporations, uh, Buy things if they want to grow and buy new new businesses or new assets, or and then at the time where they want to sell, where they want to run a process and 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 divulge the business, or there may be an owner who wants to 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 sell, or or just a, a, a corporate group that wants to get rid of their company. We we help with that, and that's what we do. And so it's really a consulting job. We consult on mergers and acquisitions, and so that's what you'll sort of hear us talking about in this interview now. The interesting thing to know about investment banking is that it's uh, incredibly long hours. You're uh, you're kind of at the mercy of everyone in the company and 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 the client as well. And so it just means that there's all of these people giving you work all the time, and that's why it just ends up being a lot of work. And so we sort of talk about all those hours that we used to work. They were very typically. 80 hour weeks, uh, sometimes 100, sometimes 120 hours. I did not 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 often, but every once in a while you do 120 hour week and they they are very intense. You're working, uh, you know, past midnight pretty much every day. You might get the part of a Saturday free and then typically, um, you know, You may have to go in on Sunday as well. It's just it's just a it's kind of a six to seven day week sort of job and all day. And so that's what we'll be referencing in here, as you'll as you'll see. Um, But Nilesh kind of took it a little bit further than I did. He went from investment banking. He then got another job at Goldman, uh, Goldman Sachs, who I'm sure you're familiar with their big name brand in the investment banking industry. And then uh, and then, yeah, he continued his career on uh, at Harvard and um, and then now in Silicon Valley, which we're about to talk about. What I think is really interesting as part of this interview is to talk about how he, despite that success, was not very clear what he wanted to do with his with his career. And he sort of applied to Harvard because he thought he maybe he could get in and he did. And it really helped him, I think, in figuring out what to do next. Now, everyone's going to look at this and say, OK, well, Harvard, sure, if I went to Harvard, I could figure everything out and it'd be super easy. And I think that's why this interview will be interesting for you. It's not it's not it's not necessarily easy. And I don't think just by getting into Harvard, you're you're going to have all the answers. So in this interview, it's really cool. You'll hear us talk a lot about back in the old days of investment banking. Uh, he used to sit actually right beside me and and we talked a ton because that's all you can really do when you're working 100 hour weeks uh, at such a young age and, and, and missing your family and not seeing your friends all the time, but also note that the, the company he works for now came out of a kind of a cool idea. He worked at an insurance company who had, I guess, a lot of money, and he kind of came in to invest that insurance company's money. And what ended up happening was they developed this completely new company that does outsourced customer service, kind of the people that you, that you call when you have a problem. They do that for a lot of different companies. They're an outsourced version of that. So it's it's kind of a neat little company, but we don't really get into that too too much uh, because Harvard is really the the focus of this conversation. But I hope you enjoy my interview here with Nalesh Gonzalez. Uh, Nalesh, thank you so much for joining the Lifetime at Work podcast. We we go way back, and we'll sort of we'll get into that a little bit, but. I wanted to sort of have you probably start just explaining what you're doing now in your, in your current role. You very quickly, um, to, to summarize what I know about you, you graduated from Queens Business, you started in a career in finance, you then went to Harvard, and now you are working in Silicon Valley doing the, the startup thing that everyone sort of hears about and has talked about and is really cool and hot right now. So I wanted to ask you, what your current job is, especially as a non, non coder, non engineer kind of guy in, in Silicon Valley. Um, is it as cool and as exciting as, as everyone says it is? And, and, and what, what do you do right now? Yeah. So, well, I
1: hope it's, I hope it's really cool and exciting, uh, <laughs> because, uh, you know, spent the last couple of years, um, you know, at a startup and, uh, we're a startup, the startups called simpler. And what we do is we provide, uh, customer service to all kinds of different businesses and companies mainly in in retail and, and food service and what we do is we uh, use uh, what we call the human cloud to, to do it so it's a network of people all over the United States and and some who are uh, around the globe answering uh, customer service tickets so we're trying to disrupt uh, a really old, Call center industry, and uh, hopefully we're we're at the really early stages of, of something special. Uh, with regards to what I do for it, um, you know, as as you mentioned, I was in finance before, so when I joined a startup at at a very early stage, uh, of course, I had no discernible skills. Um, <laughs> so uh, you, you know, but you you figure out and try and help where you can. And then once we started getting a decent client base, um, we, we needed someone to manage that, that client base. And so, uh, that's, that's what I do right now, which is, um, which is uh, client success or, or client service. And, um, it's, it's been really good. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've learned a lot and I, I do, other things um in in my role not just uh not just client success and that's kind of what you have to do doing startup so uh,
0: yeah there's not a job for everything and who knows what's going to happen and you're 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 mildly pivoting if not completely pivoting all the time i imagine into into where you need to go This uh, it's for sort of what i understand from from everything that i talk to people out there
1: yeah yeah um and uh, but you know, it's, it's interesting to see what the, what the trajectory is of, of the business, uh, going forward. I mean, we're, we're growing really quickly. Like we, uh, uh, you know, uh, we had a three X growth from this year to, uh, from last year to this year, and, uh, hopefully it'll be the same way, uh, going forward next year. And so, um, I, I don't know what I could be doing next within the company and, uh, but hopefully uh, you know uh, uh, we're we're on that same great path um, so yeah it's good but it it, it it's not like um, you know uh, like startups it, itself are a risky proposition yeah. so uh, and it, it's not smooth sailing there're bumps along the road and you you face roadblocks so um, it's exciting but it, it it's really really challenging as as well so that's uh you know that that's and something you're that,
0: th- three years in, into it is, is yeah 2017 we, yeah we started it in 2017
1: um and it's it's kind of an odd way to start it in the corporate development team of a company called assuring and then we saw this as a great opportunity and so we we started it uh within uh that company and now it's kind of on its own. So, um, it's, it's, I guess it's a similar model, uh, to what, uh, Amazon did with, uh, with AWS, uh, um, right. yeah. you know, but you know, if we achieve, um, maybe like one, <laughs> yeah. one fiftieth of the success there, I think this will be a, a successful in, endeavor. So cool,
0: cool, cool. yeah, no, it, I mean, it's a cool idea. I, I would have thought it existed already. I, I was sort of surprised when you said that it was new and, and, you know, basically outsourcing the the, the call centers and that sort of stuff. Cause you, it's a, it's a feature that you just don't really want to do, especially if it's 24 hours trying to train someone to do it or whatever. I've, I've actually worked with some little small providers of services, I'll just say. And, and it's usually just the, the people in the business that that kind of answer the yeah. chat or whatever for it. And you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not, but it, it would, you would see that it would definitely be for a lot of businesses, something that you'd want to, to outsource if you could and, and just have someone do it that, that is just sitting there while you, you know, yeah. running a business are trying to do all these other things and, and, and really growing. so I, I, told, I get it. Like, it's a cool, it's, it's a, it's a cool idea. Um, so, do you fit in as a finance guy in Silicon Valley? Do you feel it's the land I feel like of coders? And I, I'm more, I'm sort of intrigued. Like, say, someone were interested in this, and they and they said, "Hey, I I, I think this is the place to be, right?" So there's so yeah. much going on. There's all these companies. For someone though, who doesn't do that, like doesn't doesn't really code, doesn't have a you know an engineering per se background or experience or training. How hard is it to? to kind of get in, I don't know if you have any sense for it. And this would obviously be probably purely anecdotal, but did, was it easy for you? Did do you think it would be easy for others?
1: Yeah. I, I think if your skills are applicable to the company, like, you know, it, it's not like the company just requires coders or, right. or engineers. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, that is the core function of kind of building some of this technology. So, so it's super important. So but, um, you know, you take the example of someone who has, is really good at design, right? Like, you, you would think, how can that kind of skill be uh, applicable in, in a technology company? But it's actually so crucially important. So um, we, there is something called uh, UX design. So the, the user experience design, which is actually a really, really important function. And it has so many elements of something that is very creative and um related to design and art that is is really important in the functionality of how a user kind of uses the product or the service of this technology company so you know it's it's kind of transforming some of the skills that you may have that you, you wouldn't necessarily think that's technology related to um, uh, you know, and, and that those skills are very applicable to something in Silicon Valley. And so with, with my kind of skills, um, so naturally it would kind of go to a finance or a role, but let's say that isn't available. Yeah. Um, you know, then you kind of you kind of steer yourself to the more like I've steered myself to the strategy side, and hey, what have I done in my you know past life that I it could help with this company today? And so things like um, you know client service was one of them, and then general direction or leadership in in the business is is the other, and so um, you know. Those are some of the skills that I have applied that is valuable to startup. And frankly, just rolling up my sleeves and doing what the startup needs, even though I'm not necessarily an expert at it, uh, you just sometimes need the horsepower to get yourself through it.
0: Yeah. And like a competent person, I guess, that understands the business and understand what's going on to sort of take the lead and, and do that versus maybe someone who is, like you said, purely design focused, purely engineered focused, who is just amazing at what they do but not you know you're not able to see sort of the big picture per se all the time um so i get it yeah okay that 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 yeah so so yeah
1: yeah those are like two ways of going about it one is like a specialized skill other is like you know you're kind of good at you're kind of good or okay at several things and you can figure stuff out that you don't necessarily need a specialized skill to kind of bank on yeah but um
0: yeah cool yeah okay well I wanted to then now kind of go and talk about Harvard and your experience getting an MBA, deciding to do that. Um, so you, you, you basically had worked how many years before you you started applying for a for uh, business, MBAs, school? business school? Yeah. Um,
1: I, I'd worked about five years and I was just going by what people suggest. Anything is yeah. different for everyone. So I, I think the recommended ranges are anywhere between three to seven or two to seven. Now now it's getting kind of earlier. But uh, what I would say is, you know, people should go when they're ready. And um, sometimes I, I think I'm glad I had those five years of work experience because frankly, I, I don't know if like after one or two years of work experience, if I was mature enough to go to business school and to actually um, uh, like absorb, uh, you know, some of the like lectures, that not lectures, but um, the, the, the classes that you take as well as the people that you meet and then uh, kind of your outlook, what you, Kind of want for your career, yeah. um, I, I think you you know you gain a sense of maturity from those work experiences to actually kind of decide, hey, what do I want to do next, as opposed to what 's what looks good on my resume and i I think out of undergrad, I was thinking about, hey, what looks the best on my resume, but business school kind of helps you hey what 's going to make me happy? Um, where I have an impact for the rest of my
0: career. Yeah, like that's and that's kind of the point of the podcast. I think is is kind of getting to that. And I and so I did think that it would be interesting to talk about you deciding to go and do an MBA because it was a life of finance that you had, and you and I uh, like that was my my life too was was basically doing that. And I I never really considered business school because I didn't because I didn't really know what else I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. and I also felt like I had a business degree undergrad and i thought ah i don't want to do i don't know i feel like i would learn the same things but i think there's a lot more that you could get out of it and a lot more that you could do with, with, with that and I, I totally do appreciate that i just never it just never seemed like the right thing for me but did you approach it as a uh, i need i need something different or how did you approach it in, in terms of your yeah. career you wanted a different direction and you figured okay well let's 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 roll the dice and see and, and try to figure figure this out with a with a change yeah,
1: what's it's funny. I remember our early days in investment banking together, and you know, you were you were actually great. You were you kind of mm-hmm. like a mentor to me in in my first year. And it, it was super helpful because it was it was challenging, you know, right out of school, and you're you're kind of thrown into the fire in investment banking. You're working really really long hours, and uh, the work's not like super challenging. It's more it's more tedious and and sticking with it, and it, it's a bit of a grind. But it gives you a really good base levels of skills, right? um and you know like i said i was i was thinking more uh, more so hey what looks good on my resume what are yeah. what are what are the skills that i need to get or learn uh, before I, so i can feel secure and then and then maybe figure out my career and and banking was a good place for that but i didn't feel like i wanted to do this for the rest of my life and some people do and that is great and they should keep keep doing that. But for me, it wasn't really the case. And my experience was just kind of limited in uh, on that street on, on Bay Street. So I worked in investment banking. I was uh, working with you at uh, Canaccord Genuity, and then I moved on to, to Goldman, and then I worked in private equity. So I think the buildings were adjacent to each other. So yeah. it was a very limited in, in terms of exposure and people, and so you didn't get to see what's what's out there. And um, you know, I had a few friends that went to business school, and it, it just exposed them to different things. So one, I was like, hey, I'm not going to do an MBA in Canada. I'm going to do it in the U.S. and I'm going to see what I'll be exposed to different kinds of people, and I can see what opportunities are available for for me to do. And you know, I think like most people who want to do an MBA, they, you don't really know what you want to do with the rest of your life. So, so, um, so it helps you kind of figure it out and, uh, you, you, you kind of get credit for, for doing it. So, uh, you know, those were some of the reasons that I considered and, um, you know, you want to make it count. Like, I think the network is, is really important. So uh, I was like, you know, to, 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 what you said, I, I had already kind of had a business under that grad degree. So it's kind of overlap. So what experience could, could make it better if I do choose to do an MBA? And so the, the network really counts and um, you know, who the kinds of people you'd be exposed to, like the diverse backgrounds of those people. So they're coming from engineering, the military, all these kinds of different places to get you that perspective. And um, it would be helpful in, in judging, you know, Hey, where do I want to go next with my career? And, and, you know, there's a bit of a prestige factor too um, that you want to make that MBA account. So why not try and go to, to the best school? Because uh, those, and if you, want to try and go to some of the top schools those opportunities will be potentially available for you after.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, like I mean, and Harvard you feel like as if some that uh, reputation wise at the very least is, is 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 the best place to go frankly. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of where you where you want um for sure. And so when I heard when, when I heard you were going there, I was like, well, that's it's obvious. If if you can get in. I understand. Yeah. It all makes sense when you're going because but I did you know? Like did you was it more did you have I want to get something out of this or this is the thing that I want out of yeah. it or was it just like everyone says this is the place to go whenever this everyone says I should do this and it's it's kind of a no-brainer in theory so I should do it or did 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 you actually try to investigate and did people actually try to pitch you on it or I imagine they don't have yeah. to pitch uh,
1: yeah so I, I I remember when I was in like in undergrad and even just out out uh, working in, in banking, I was like, oh man, I would never have a shot, uh, of, of, of
0: going there. Right. I uh, never considered it. I've like never even really thought of it, until you went and then I was like, oh, should I try that? <laughs> yeah. You. And then yeah. I immediately and, said no. And then I, okay. Yeah,
1: and, and and that's the thing you, you don't know unless you try. No, uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, I think a, a lot of people have that, have that mindset and, um, you know, it's, uh, and if, if you don't believe, I, I think, you can do it, then how is, you know, someone else who's reviewing your application uh, going to believe that? And, um, but it's, it's also, you know, you, you kind of think, oh, like here's, and at the same time you want to be realistic too. So, you know, with my work experience and um, with, with my profile, um, let me ask people who've gone there, you know, do I have a shot? and uh you know they'll they'll kind of tell you honestly whether you know whether you can get in or not and uh, i knew a few people who went and they're like yeah you've you've got a good chance you've you've got to work it's hard to get in um and and part of it's getting lucky too and the breaks that you get in your life and i think i've been i was really really lucky you know i worked with people like you and then after that got great experience got to go to uh, Goldman, which is a, a brand name on my resume, and then that led to a, a private equity opportunity, and then um, you know I was involved in my community, and, and all all these kinds of things um, helped me. And then I also had great people in my corner, so writing references uh, uh, who who worked with me. So um, all that stuff kind of helped me put sort of my best pitch forward um uh, to to uh, harvard and um you know they fortunately i i got an interview and you know once you get an interview i think it's like a 50 50 kind yeah, of chance cool. and and so yeah it, it's just a combination of luck and you know <laughs> some of the things the way things work out in in your life and um uh, yeah. Uh, for, fortunately, they, they, they said yes. Uh, so once yeah. <laughs> I got that acceptance, I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not giving them any second, second thoughts of taking this back. I
0: you know, accepted. I'm in. But, yeah. yeah, no kidding. So well, I, I guess I kind of understand what the, what the, and most people I think do that the process of applying, but there's a component of there, which I think is interesting of, of a written component. You have to write something because they will see your your background and where you've worked and sort of your you know your resume and your grades and all that stuff but you kind of have to put it together in some sort of story right to yeah to apply yeah. and and you know i really an essay a life essay of here's what yeah. here's what my life has been about so far and here's where i now want to go and here's how harvard can yeah. kind of do that right i think and that's kind of the the idea and i imagine that people don't just write i want to make the most amount of money possible so <laughs> you know please let me in i i, I feel like that's not an effective effective essay topic, so you really have to, and that's what they want, right? They want people with a story that are going somewhere that I think Harvard can help fulfill, right? So like, yeah. what did people write about? What did you, I don't know how personal it is, but what what, what was your sort of overall sort of general theme and what are the, the themes that people sort of do, didn't talk about uh, to get in? And I, I just, I really have no idea. I've never, I've never written what I never thought, but I just do think it's an interesting exercise to go through in terms of thinking about, okay, well, here's when I reflect on my life and I, and then look to the future, here's what I'm about. And, and let's write that, actually write that down. Yeah. I,
1: you know what? You're right. It, it's a lot of self-reflection. And uh, I remember the essay uh, topic was, it, it was so broad and it, it's, it, it was kind of scary how broad it was uh, yeah. because it, it, if I can remember, they said, okay, we've seen your grades, your, your test scores, uh your references and we've read your application over and over what else do you want us to know about you Uh, so yeah so so, so it's really really broad right so you don't want to like focus too much on your work because they've they've already kind of seen that and Um, you know, even your university history, they know what you've done in terms of not only your grades, your extracurricular stuff. So they want to know kind of you and what makes you kind of special or different. And I I think self-reflection is important. And you kind of go over, hey, what are all the things that I've done in my life? And I would strongly recommend to people that you know, I know people get a lot of help and professional help and stuff like that. I I didn't do any of that. Um, I just kind of told my story. Then I had a lot of people look at it and kind of critique or, or give me advice on it. But that was a really helpful process. And I realized that I I did have a unique story and maybe, maybe I was kind of uh, cool or or different, Um, but you, you don't necessarily realize it. So, uh, and I don't want to go into my my full life story or or, <laughs> right. or the whole essay because because uh, so that may be bro- boring. But you know, uh, one thing that I that I started off with was how I was born in Kuwait, uh, and I went through the Gulf War, and then my family came to Canada because of that. You know, and right. that 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 was different. And what a wonderful opportunity to come to Canada, and uh, what a great country it was um to um you know to help me get to the point where i am today and uh, it was kind of a the odds kind of situation you know with the work experience that i have and uh, and kind of what I went through um you know I say all these wonderful things about Canada and stuff and then I was I was going and applying to to school in the U.S. You moved away Uh, from us you've
0: never been back back (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah. it was was pretty (laughs) ironic but um but that, that was that was good and a different different story and then how I how I framed it is you know not only I, I f- focused on I spoke a bit about my work but the, the stuff that I was doing with the the community where I grew up in in, in Scarborough and I was an immigrant and so I I was help, trying to help immigrant kids uh, in in high school with with jobs and careers and and give give career talks and, and stuff so I saw my a lot of myself in in, in some of these kids and then I, I weaved it into kind of the aspirations that I had for my career. And I think, you know, a cool line to say, hey, I, you know, I beat the odds before and to uh, achieve these goals, I'm I'm going to look to beat the, the odds again. So it was just a nice way of doing it. And then it kind of sets you up for some of the challenges that you have in your life and uh, because if, if you have certain aspirations or goals there are going to be challenges along the way like nothing nothing comes easy and you know you're kind of going after it and i, I think those that's the kind of, those are the kind of people that you know they're they're looking for they're people who aren't necessarily just satisfied with with the status quo so um so yeah so that 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 was kind of how i how i did my essay um and went about it. It was like probably, I don't know, 70 to 85 versions uh, yeah, later. Know. So,
0: Right. No kidding. Uh, you really, yeah, I just, you're, you're really trying to capture it. I imagine you could, you know, you could either think you have nothing or just drone on forever. And I can totally see both of those happening and you need to find that, that perfect balance. I, I, I totally, I totally appreciate it. But yeah, it, that, that sort of makes sense to me. I think, I think that's a, it's, it's a, co- again, a cool exercise to sort of think about what your life is about or what you're trying to make it about and vis-a-vis your career, I think too. But it sounds like you didn't have necessarily a lot of specific career stuff in there in terms of what you were trying to do. It was more of a, because if you come to business school to try to find what your thing is, you can't say, well, you know, my goal is to become CEO of a, you know, XYZ type company. Like you can't really say that because the whole point I think is, is to be a little bit curious about the world and, and everything. Right. Is that, is that, do you think that's true or do you think people can go away? Um,
1: yeah. And you know uh, I think you want to have some sort of idea for the application. So okay. yeah. in, 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 in that process and, and, and I did, you know, I said things like, Oh, I would love to start my company or yeah, uh, you know, th- things like that. And then in business school, you, once you're in there, you, you're kind of figuring it out. Um, so it like, it's, you know, good that you have those aspirations, but, um, sometimes your path towards the aspirations can be a bit different than what you, what you necessarily put in the application. So, uh, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's one kind of difference that I would say, and, and the the schools get it, but I, I think the admissions committee kind of wants to see, Hey, you've got, you've got a lot of drive and goals. But the things that have you've done in your past and what has shaped you can kind of help you get there. Um, Because, you know, I I think for them, like past performance and unique things that you've achieved is probably a good indicator of future performance. And, And so the goal, you know, the kind of the aspirational thing that you have in there isn't maybe necessarily that important but you've reflected enough and you've done enough in your life that they feel pretty confident that uh that you know you're gonna achieve something great so yeah yeah um one one actually interesting way to look at it is they're making a bet too right so
0: they don't, yeah, they only have so many spots, and they they they, they don't want. Yeah, they don't want to screw yeah, up either. Yeah.
1: yeah, they they don't have. They only have so many spots, and you know their graduates are reflective on their reputation and also their endowment. So you know they are making a bet that you're going to be really successful in the future, and you know you're going to give back either in some form of monetary way, community way that. And then also a way that re- reflects really good on them because they are also a going going concern too. So, yeah, those those nine hundred spots for them are you know precious and, and coveted too. So,
0: do you get so like everyone who does an American MBA that tell says you us Canadians, we don't appreciate all that's out there. You know, the exposure, all the different types of jobs and everything. I think, I guess that's just because there's just a, such a limited number of corporations and companies and, and population in, in Canada. What did you get that? Did you get a lot of, Oh my God, there's so much more when you were there and do they, and how do they yeah. help you fi- find that stuff? I, I sort of think at sometimes I often think that there's, there's, there's actually a lot in Toronto. I'm not, I, I feel like there's a ton already, but but obviously there's a ton more too. I just, I I I, I wanted to ask the question.
1: Yeah. You, you know, um, like you, you definitely feel that way when you kind of live and work in the U S or have, have gone to school here. Um, you know, the, the U S is, um, I, I, like, I, I love Canada. I'm not, I'm not, I don't <laughs> want this to be coming across as, 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 as bashing Canada, but, um, the the opportunities it, you know there are they're 350 million people in the u.s there are about 30 to 35 million people in canada so it's roughly 10 times the size, right yeah. it's also a really really diversified economy the, the u.s is and um it is and i think canada is getting there in terms of being like a hub of innovation and like more more different kinds of businesses. So you see companies like Shopify coming up, Uh, but, you know, traditionally Canada has been natural resource and finance kind of focus, right. That, that is, that's been the the core part of the, the economy. Um, And so, you know, that's why like the, the, where the difference in the U S you see, like, you know, when you think of about the, the biggest companies out there and most innovative companies, they traditionally have been very U.S. based. Like like Silicon Valley, Valley has produced a produced a lot of it, and um, you know there you know, some of the most of the biggest companies in the world are are U.S. Uh, based. So that's why you see kind of there are many kinds of different opportunities. Like the opportunity I got out of business school, like uh, to do corp- corporate development um in in uh kind of san francis the san francisco bay area um it it, it doesn't it didn't really exist in uh in canada and so yeah. i was like oh i can i can go back to toronto and i would i you know i wouldn't mind doing that or i can tr- just tr- i can try something new here that that is different and and uh, doesn't really exist back home. And so I was like, I gotta try it. Otherwise I'm going to regret it. Um, and so, you know, and then you think about, Oh, why did you go to, uh, to school in the States? Uh, so, so, you know, you want to try and these interesting opportunities and, and challenge your, yourself. And so that's why I, you know, that's why I would say it's good to just figure that out because you can always go back and see, um, you know, to your, your hometown or home place and you know, what's there. Yeah. So, um, and, and so maybe, maybe in the future, you know, it, some sort of path could lead me back to, back to Canada, but um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be in my sixties or seventies or and say, ah, oh, darn, you know, that, job opportunity that I got in San Francisco way back in the day. I should have I should have taken that. i, <laughs> I you know, I could have uh, what could have been, right? I, I never yeah. would have known. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like if I remember back to the investment banking days, uh, you know, you and I were together. We sat we sat beside each other. I don't I don't know if the whole time you were there, but um a good chunk of it anyways and we were working like crazy like we was it was it was intense there was a lot of uh, you know we got up there's a hundred hour weeks there were some 80s those weren't too bad there was 120s <laughs> yeah. though there was all-nighters there was yeah isn't it was an, you know just an intense and I remember you know talking to you a lot about that and then you you left at some point to go to Goldman and I did I remember I enjoyed keeping in touch with you because even though I was working uh, you know, kind of hundred hour weeks, I would call you sometimes and you were working harder and it kind of made me feel good that there was someone else out there that was, that I knew that was like, Oh, well, at least I'm not working as much as my lash. Like that's a, you know, it was sort of this thing, but people in our industry, so many of us, there was still are just working like crazy. Like we're just, we're just going, going all that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you, we,
0: do you think we missed anything? Do you feel like you missed anything? I mean, talking directly about that, in your twenties, like of the, of, of the, these, these spry times, these pre COVID days, right, where you could do, you could do anything. You could go anywhere. Like, did we, do, do you ever think back that we, we missed something cause we were working too hard and, and not, I, I don't know, traveling or, 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 I don't know, jumping around to different jobs or doing something else that, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I, I wonder, cause it was, it, it was, it was fun in some ways and then just, uh, you know, kind of also a little bit, confining, I guess, in, in, in others.
1: Yeah. Um, you, you, know what, actually you, I, I remember uh, when I think about it now, I remember what you actually told me in, in, in kind of my first year of banking. I think it was, it was your second year. You said, you know what? I actually don't mind the job and <laughs> it's fine, but it only hurts when you miss um, miss family events or, or friend events friend events that are that are kind of special and i uh i remember i think you had your your dad's birthday or something like that or and you know you, you may have missed a bit of it and i, I think stuff like that kind of hurt and yeah. so uh, i you know i i thought the same way too and partially i, I think you know when when we missed, because I think I missed a few things, whether it's friends or family, and I, I regret that part of it, um, y- you know, because that is hard to get back. And um, y- you know, I I remember actually in in our first year in banking, I, I actually left to go on vacation to India for my cousin's wedding, and I I was actually so glad I did that because it, it was like those memories are really etched in my mind. And I was really considering not going. I was like, this is my first year on the job. This looks yeah. really, really bad for, for me to go. And we're probably in the midst of a recession. So there's a good chance I could get <laughs> fired. <laughs> so, but I, I still went and I'm, I'm so glad that I did, you know, w- looking back. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to put in the time when I get back. Um, so. Um, so yeah, st- stuff like, but, but I did end up missing some of those moments and, you know, I, I regret it cause I don't know what some of those moments are, but those moments yeah. could have been, could have been really, really special. So that's the big part I regret, but then there's a trade-off to that too. So, you know, the, the skills that I got from doing that job and you know kind of the ability to to work hard and just grind things out um, we have that stupid phrase oh you're you're a grinder you know you grind yeah. things out. like 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 it's a <laughs> like it's a badge of honor uh, to, be, to be working till like 1 a.m in the morning but I think that was that was good. And, you know, it's helped me with my with my life today, with some of the skills I did It helped me get into school. It helped me get out here into uh you know, in the job that I am and I I met my, my wife out here. So I'm I'm super, you know, grateful for, for all that. So that part I, I, I don't think I'd I'd trade away
0: or, or do things differently. Yeah, I, I I go back and forth. I don't know. It's it, I think your your point is good though that I don't know what I missed because I was doing something else and yeah, and at work. Like I was. It wasn't like I was just sitting around doing nothing. I was busy, and and it was it was it was fun in a lot of ways. It was fun to to be working with. I mean, we were working with CEOs and CFOs and 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 big companies right from you know our early twenties, which was cool. And and it was that was sort of the price to yeah. get that and get that experience and, and be there. And yeah, I felt like it just needed to do it. I think I, it was, it, I, I never, I didn't, I felt like I hadn't worked hard that much in my life before that. And I was, and I liked it. I think I, I felt successful, I think in many ways by just by doing it, by, by having some place to be all the time for some yeah. reason. And, and so I, I like that. I, I eventually, I think I, I found that less so where I, I then said, okay, well, I think there's things I need to do. I can't just do this forever. I, I, I need more time to do these other things that I want to achieve in life, and, and I'm i even in that now. But yeah, I I, I don't necessarily regret it either. But I think your point is good that I, I just I just don't know what I what I missed. I don't know. I, I, I guess it was just yeah. could have done something else, but that could have sucked too, or that could have sucked, and this could have been better. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's hard to, it's hard to tell, and I don't think you want to regret things. Too much, um, but you know, kind of make the most of because because the opportunity that we got to to your point to work with all those business leaders at an early age, you know, was was really important and good, and a lot of people would have other people would have killed to have that opportunity too.
0: True, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we, Fine, we go it. go to your dad's birthday. I'll I'll take over here. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. You and, know this. We, and that was the case you put, you you post a job and you get hundreds of people applying to it it's, oh yeah uh, it's, it's it's crazy I think a lot of it was a it was definitely sort of coveted and and you kind of I think miss that in a lot of ways where you just don't even really realize it when you're when you're in it but in a lot of ways that was that was what people want but I think that's just the thing I think that lots of other people think it's success and I I don't know I go, going back and, and thinking about it I, I I've done odd career day uh, especially because my wife's a teacher so she tries to corral me into those things now <laughs> yeah. and you know speaking I, I get the most engagement and the most interest when I start with how many hours I work it really really kind of pops pops yeah at the beginning yeah, yeah. of the conversation we're really like oh what were you doing people do that like you know as a, as a as a high school student who watches tv and video games and all that sort of stuff you really yeah. have no idea what the real world is like so when you hear that you you, you kind of perk up but um yeah I, I don't think it's something that people necessarily aspire to all the time but I think that at a certain point all of a sudden I did and 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 yeah you did too so anyways I, <laughs> it was cool I yeah I, I, I think now though but looking at you know your essay and what you did and the Harvard thing and now where you are and all those things like you needed to do that you couldn't have just kept no. up with the video games and, and stayed home and done all these other things and had this
1: yeah yeah ways. like so yeah it, it, like yeah, I, I wouldn't have gotten in because you know I'm not not smart enough to write code or or start my own <laughs> business um, or you know do something really really special. So this was looking back, you know, this was the the path to you know if we're talking to to business school here, uh, you know the the investment banking uh, private equity path was kind of a, a standard path to yeah. to get to this this point. Uh, so yeah, should, should be, should be grateful for that. And, and I, I remember, I, I think I was joking around with, with, uh, with you or, um, you know, one of our friends, uh, at, at work colleagues at work, um, who who's, it became one of our close friends, uh, Michael Greaves. Uh, I don't know if you, you, you're still in touch with him, but, um, he, I was, I think I told him, man. You know, just think about it because we, we were there, I think, at one time at 2 a.m. or something like that. And it was just really miserable and tough. And I was like, you know what? There are probably people off in way off positions. I, I think there was still like a war in Iraq going I was like thinking about the soldiers <laughs> there, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, Canadian and U.S. soldiers who've been deployed there. I was like, you know, that's probably way worse than this. I, I think I'll take this and then you can go back and, and, and do, do your work. So, um, yeah, you know, is is it's jokes like that or camarader, camarader, camaraderie like that 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 made those jobs actually uh, kind of fun too. Um from from what I remember.
0: For sure, I, I definitely think that relationships are huge in terms of that and and just in terms of your enjoyment for any job that you're doing. Um that's going to lead into my next question about what makes you happy and your happiness in the years that you've been working and where you are now versus where you've been, what, what, what makes you happy from a day-to-day basis in, in, in your job? Have you, have you, have you thought about that as a question?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have like, I, I thought about that a lot, you know, and just thinking about what I wanted to do in, uh just with my career. And I think that the biggest thing that comes to mind is the impact that your work has in the, on the, on one the organization that you're in, that you're in and then also the people um in, in the organization and then so that was always challenging um you know uh, at in in like starting my career in investment banking and stuff like a lot of the work that we did I don't necessarily know how much impact it it had. And so whereas here now in in my current role today, like almost everything that I do and every decision that I make has an impact on the company in both a positive way and a negative, you know, could be if I make mistakes in in a negative way as well. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got a team of people who, I'm, I'm developing too. And, you know, their careers are really important. And also I'm like in my pre like previous career is I was, it was more individualistic. Like I had to do well or perform well to get a great outcome here. I need to rely on other people to, actually accomplish our goals and and so that is kind of a different challenge like a you know larger team to um to accomplish accomplish your goals and being being a really good manager is is very different from being a very good individual contributor and i often think like uh, certain managerial mistakes are, are made in the corporate world because you're you actually promote people based on um how they individually perform, but, you know, they may not, that individual person may not necessarily be a good manager. So, you know, those, those, the two things, those things the impact you have on the organization and the impact you have on, on people, I think, you know, contributes in a big way to uh, to my happiness. And um, and so I feel kind of, jubilant when um, you know our company succeeds Um, but i also feel the pain when uh when we when we fall short of our goals uh whereas whereas before i i don't like i think it'd be disappointing but i think the the individual stuff mattered more here the company stuff matters a lot
0: so do you have a a, have you thought about it like say you were to update your Harvard essay, or, or or something like that, and reflect on what you now want your career goals to be and where you. I, I know it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say. Okay, I want to be here because there's so many unknowns. But yeah. but thinking generically as an achievement that you want or anything, do, do you have, do you have that or are you still in a mindset of I'm, I'm young, I'm learning, I want opportunities and I know I want impact. And as long as I have that in whatever role I am doing, then that, then that is good. I, 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 both answers are valid. I just, I, I, I wanted that yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, now I would like to be, uh, so it, it isn't a position necessarily that, Now that I want to achieve so I want this company to be a really big company. Like so, you know, goals are you know potentially a a billion dollar company. So that's that's what the goal is. And you know, I want to be so right now I am part of that leadership team, but when we achieve that, I want to still be a part of that leadership team that has achieved that success. So going from a leader from a you know, small business from its infancy to a very, you know, um, to a, to a really big business that is contributing a lot in to society in multiple ways. So like adding a lot of value in one, the services, uh, we provide, um, and then two also, you know, the work, the, the kind of the work and the development of people that, that we provide as well. Um, so I think, you know, those things will like, give me, I think a lot of happiness if I, um, if I were to go back and kind of, uh, change, uh, change my essay around a bit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to do that, but thank you for the answer. And <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate uh, catching up with you and, and and being on the podcast. It was it was great. There's a bunch of things I I didn't know that I that I learned about as well, and I hope the audience takes away some of that as as well. Because it's again a completely great option to 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 go to Harvard and and if you've got it. But I think there's a lot of things that you can do if if, if you can't. That can get you in in some pretty cool places if you're if you're willing to take a risk and you're willing to try. So. Uh, really appreciate the time and uh, it was great.
1: Yeah, no, thanks a lot, Greg. And uh, Hey, it's a great, uh, great podcast. You're, you're running here and I'm glad to be a part of it too. And uh, wish, wish you the success. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure uh, hopefully people like what I said, but um, you know, your future guests are going to be even more insightful and, and, and you're doing a great job.
0: Thanks. Thanks, man. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Nalesh Gonzalez. One of my takeaways was I've always sort of had this mild little dream of going to Harvard. I never really tried for it because I never thought I would get in or, or needed it or could do it or wanted to spend the time to do it. But it's just you hear about it on TV and all those sorts of things. And so it was interesting to almost live vicariously through Nalesh as he talks about his experience. But really what I came away with it from is that it really It was just like any other MBA and designed for him anyways to to help find what he wanted to do next and what he really wanted to do for his job, which is really something you can you don't even have to do an MBA for. You can you can take that approach in, in many different ways. Thanks for joining this week's podcast. If you could go to your favorite podcast platform, subscribe and also rate me, that would be fantastic. We are now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you're using, we probably are on. Visit lifetimeatwork.com to keep up to date with us. You can also subscribe to the email list there. And until next time, I've been Greg Martin and this is the Lifetime at Work podcast. Stay happy.